Welcome to the June episode of the PFFUI podcast. On this month's episode, President Tony Murray provides a recap of the 47th PFFUI State Convention in Terre Haute and also provides an update on PAC. PFFUI 2nd District Vice President Cody Lever stops by to talk about political action. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the June episode of the PFFUI podcast. My name is Eric Schoeb, and I'm joined today by President Tony Murray. We have just wrapped the 47th PFFUI State Convention in Terre Haute that was held on May 23rd through May 26th. I think PFFUI staff and leadership can say that the convention was very well attended and that President Bob Malone and the brothers of Local 758 did a fantastic job of hosting. Tony, what were some highlights from Terre Haute? Well, first of all, I think you mentioned it uh, exactly correct. Uh, We were very happy to be in Terre Haute, and uh, President Malone, his entire uh, executive board, really his entire membership, uh, and the entire department really rolled out the red carpet in a way um, that I think our delegates are being uh, sort of accustomed to. Uh, They pulled out all all the stops. uh, They had great social events, starting with a a, uh, golf outing that was – very well planned, orchestrated. We had great weather. It couldn't have been any better. Uh, we had great weather the whole week, which I think um, really helps us uh, to have successful outdoor events. But we had uh, just about 200 delegates, alternates, guests uh, for our two-and-a-half-day uh, convention. You know, we meet annually uh, to discuss and chart the path of the PFFUI for the next year. Uh, we were able to cover four resolutions, which really talked uh, – uh, specifically address, you know, sort of the, the operational uh, issues and codifying those into policy or our constitution and bylaws uh, for how the organization uh, is run and, you know, some of those details. Uh, and I think uh, one of the major uh, resolutions that the delegates passed unanimously was uh, bestowing upon our uh, my predecessor, Tom Hanafy, uh, the former president uh, of the PFFUI, uh, they bestow the merit of status, uh, well deserved uh, for Tom, and I think that that was a that was a great uh, piece of business, and uh, he even got uh, some accolades and and uh, a fire helmet, which uh, he was very happy to have. And I do know this for the Mishawaka brothers and sisters that presented him with that. It is displayed in his house. Very good. Well, that's great. Well, that and I know everyone that I talked to had a great time and really. Terre Haute has set the bar moving forward. I, I believe that's true. And, and uh, with, it had a great convention center space. Uh, it's new. And uh, the PFFUI was actually the first organization to pen a contract uh, while that uh, vision was under construction. So uh, that was a, a great benefit for us and something that we can, we can say that, you know, we were the first at. We had some great speakers, too, I think, um, uh, you know, everything that I heard, uh, feedback, you know, from uh, all of the delegates and guests is that uh, they really appreciated speakers coming, you know, from uh, local elected leaders, the mayor, uh, the fire chief to the director of uh, uh, IDHS and a variety of others. And, and we really got to uh, get the reports from the six districts uh, that uh, make up the PFFUI of what's going on in each local. 
So one of the hotter topics at convention was PAC. Uh, Tony, what is PAC? So PAC, P-A-C, stands for Political Action Committee. And one of the things that we do uh, from a PAC perspective, and it's separate from uh, what is the PFFUI, it is literally the political arm of the organization. And so Political Action Committee, and there is a fund that goes along with that. And uh, so the Indiana Professional Firefighters Political Action Committee uh, is the arm that represents us um, and our members on political issues. So when we're working in the space to um, support those elected officials from a, uh, either a Senate seat or a, a House seat, uh, we're doing that um, as the political action committee arm of the organization. So uh, we use voluntary funds, uh, contributions from our membership uh, to fund our political action committee fund. We don't use any dues dollars for uh, political action. So that's, in essence, that's what the fund. Why is PAC something the PFFUI does? We do that so we can support um, our allies in the General Assembly who support our baskets of issues that essentially support our members. So uh, all aspects of our members. So firefighters, uh, single role EMS providers, uh, 911 dispatchers, you know, the 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 side of public safety that we represent. Um, we have to be engaged in that because in order for us to do anything successfully, I think, in the legislature on behalf of our members and our basket of issues, we need to have a good, thoughtful elected officials in both the House and the Senate, and, you know, to an extent, uh, the rest of government uh, on a statewide level. So it's important that... Um, you know, we have people that we can talk to, uh, that we can help educate on our specific issues. And before anything can happen in that state legislature, um, you know, good folks who believe in good government have to get elected to those seats. Our effort is to help that happen and have an influence in that. As someone who gives to the PAC, where do my contributions go? So PAC dollars, we use those to do direct contributions to candidates to yeah. help them support their campaign for either election or re-election, which really what that is about is the uh, candidates or elected office holder getting their message out to voters. And that helps them be able to fund the expense that comes with with that. And, you know, that could be a sign, that could be a billboard, that could be a T-shirt. Um, but the, the other piece of that is when we attend legislators' fundraisers, uh, which is throughout the summer because uh, the rules state that, you know, when they're in session, uh, they can't raise money for their, their campaigns, uh, you know, for election or re-election. Uh, so it's the summertime when we have the opportunity to visit uh, directly with uh, legislators uh, and be able to provide them a little modest contribution uh, that goes towards their campaign. But I think the most important thing that goes along with that visit is the opportunity to have a conversation, uh, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. The halls and, and during the session is very busy. Uh, there's limited time. Legislators are pulled in all different directions. And quite frankly, you know, our operation is small. But So we're trying to run to committee meetings and go to different places. But so during the summer, this is a really nice time to attend a fundraiser, whether that be a golf outing or just a little reception or whatever it is, and have a conversation and talk about our members' needs and issues and really what's coming up for us as our uh, priority topics for the legislative session 
uh, in the next coming session. It's, it's a good opportunity um, to do probably one of the most important things uh, in working with um, an elected official is to have a relationship and have a real conversation. So what is the health of our PAC fund? So taking just going back a little bit in, in history, um, my predecessor, uh, Tom, actually started um, the first political action committee fund uh, just over 20 years ago. Uh, up to that point, we, we did not have this. And we've been very diligent in trying to, one, establish that, but build it. And like I said, no dues dollars ever goes to political action um, efforts. We raise that through voluntary contributions from our members. We really don't fundraise. We certainly don't do any solicitation. It really is sort of a, a very organic uh, way. And that, that is uh, contributions through, you know, now we have electronic means or, you know, through um, the local who has a PAC. They may support our PAC by uh, making a contribution or individual members making contributions. Uh, so, so that is how it was formed. And we've been able to utilize uh, that in a very smart way. Now, we're at a point these many years later where we're anywhere between on an annual basis, our members contribute, you know, 110000 somewhere in there, hundreds to 110000 dollars a year annually. And let me tell you, we spend it. <laughs> we spend it all because, you know, there's a lot of fundraising efforts that go into it. And it's not necessarily just in the campaign season, but legislators are, are always having... Uh, when they can, you know, outside of the session, regular fundraisers in order to, uh, uh, you know, support their campaigns for re-election. What can we do as members moving forward, keeping our presence at the State House and increasing the health of the PAC fund? So I, I think that, that we're at a place where, although we have a healthy PAC fund, I think that, that oftentimes we can, we could, um, if we were able to contribute more uh, and in broader ways and, and really sort of build our own political uh, forward-facing program, it's going to take more money. And the things that we try to work on, when, you know, when, when, when our members sort of think about, well, what's, what's important to them? Well, the retirement and disability system, the 1977 fund or the 1937 fund is very important because it takes care of, you know, if the worst should happen, you know, a member is, is uh, completely disabled, you know, on this job or, or God forbid loses their life. The, that pension fund is established to uh, help that member or help those survivors. But also, after a full career, uh, our fund exists to provide uh, a reasonable retirement, a respectable retirement, uh, so that after you know decades of service uh, to communities, our members can retire with dignity. And that is all really controlled by the legislature in terms of what those benefits look like, and if we want to enhance or increase the retirement benefit, we have to do that work through the legislature, legislature the General Assembly, uh, along with the, the agencies, the, the Indiana Public uh, Retirement Fund, uh, certainly as well. But uh, given the idea, and I know this is a little protracted, but given the idea that 150 elected legislators really are the fiduciaries and control the model of our pension uh, and disability system, we have to be engaged in that process. And part of that is getting uh, reasonable people with, who are uh, uh, interested in good government, and this is part of good government, in those positions for then they can help us 
do our work in terms of maybe we want to increase the the uh, the retirement benefit. Maybe we want to think about increasing uh, drop from three years to five years. Uh, we have to have those uh, relationships and work within that structure of the uh, General Assembly to make those things happen. So, and all of this is <laughs> driven by political action. I mean, and and I get it. Uh, a lot of our members are not necessarily um, thrilled or, or engaged with politics or the political system, but it really is a necessary piece of our work, whether it's on the state level or on the local level in a city or town. Um, and, and it's often been said, uh, maybe ad nauseum, <laughs> but every decision that's made that affects our members, even on a local level, is made by an elected person or somebody that's appointed by an elected person. So I think this is the perfect time to talk about the Double the Pack project. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, yeah. Eric. That's Double the Pack project, yeah. yeah. So although we have a healthy, pro a healthy uh, pack fund, we can always do better and we can always do more if we have just every, everybody giving a, a little bit more, right? So th the idea here is we want to double the pack. So we want to go from 110000 to, let's say that I think a reasonable goal is quarter million dollars a year, $250,000 to help support um, our efforts on the political side of, of our uh, organization. So how can we give more or increase our contribution to the PAC? Right. So I think this is a good time to say uh, we want to invest in our, in our political programming a little bit more. And through the course of uh, my last year as, as leading uh, the PFFUI, and even before that, I started to look at what do we need to do organizationally to help us achieve our goals. And one of those things is to create uh, roles and responsibility for somebody to act as a political director and, and do those roles. So um, as I mentioned at the convention and through conversations, um, I've decided that we're going to assign that those roles and, and that work uh, to Cody Lever, who is currently the second district vice president uh, on the executive board. So with somebody identified and with Cody doing this work and able to focus on this work, and, and this will, you know, like many things, I see this position evolving into greater responsibilities down the road, but we have to start somewhere. But the main focus for this, starting this summer of 2023 and going into next year is to really focus on how we can double the voluntary contributions that we receive. Uh, but we're going to be out talking about this uh, in locals, you know, and talking about what we do, but also giving a fresh approach, I think, to um, providing a little bit of a handout of what we do. Also this summer, every member is going to receive uh, a special issue of the newsletter that deals with what accomplishments have we been able to make because of our political action in the legislature. So that translates di directly to uh, how it's impacting our members' lives. You know, and, and that's a full summary uh, of what we've been able to do in this last session of the General Assembly, but also taking a look back even a decade and a little bit more beyond of what we've done. And that's all really facilitated by our political action uh, opportunities. I think this is a great time to introduce our guest today, PFFUI 2nd District Vice President and Anderson Firefighters Local 1262 President Cody Lever. Cody, 
Welcome to the PFFUI podcast. Thank you, brother. Thank you, President Murray. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Cody, why don't you tell us a bit about your background? Absolutely. Um, Anderson firefighter for a little over 16 years. I've been local president for well over a decade now. Uh, I got my start as local president under a pretty hostile administration uh, who had laid off, um, closed some stations down, closed some trucks down, wanted to do more. Um, more than likely, we're going to do away with our ambulance service, cut after cut after cut. So we had to get political. We did not have a pack at the time when I took over local president. Um, so we had to use our resources and uh, every resource that was available to us, we, we did use, including the International Political Training Academy. Um, we started the PAC. We, used, we leaned on other locals, leadership from the IFF, leadership from the PFFUI. And we had a couple years to get after it for the, before the 2015 municipal election. And we put a plan together. We took everything that we learned from the PTA and we, uh, we did it. We get boots on the ground. Um, we did a major absentee drive, and we ended up winning the election, got our candidate elected, beat an incumbent mayor uh, by 400 votes. Um, and our guys went out and collected 700 absentees themselves. It was an incredible effort. Um, it was, um, at the time, uh, I, don't, I hadn't heard of an absentee drive the way that, that, had, that we did, um, so we're very proud of that. We continue to do that um, year after year, municipal election after municipal election. Um, and since then, since we got a, a friendly administration in, we've been able to go out and be uh, one of those resources for other locals. Um, we, started, we, we did a Jeffersonville project with the New Albany, Jeffersonville, Clarksville firefighters. President Murray and I went down several years ago and got those guys started. Uh, we did a Terre Haute um, pack drive uh, four years ago before the municipal election. Their mayor ended up winning by a slim margin because they went to work for it. Um, so we just, we, we really are priding ourselves on being a resource available to other locals who maybe are facing similar situations like we were um, back under that hostile administration, or they're hoping to avoid it and hoping to build those relationships like President Murray and his predecessor continue to, continue to, to uh, repeat, building those relationships is the most important part. And there may be some locals out there that don't understand going to these council meetings, going to these safety board meetings, merit meetings, showing up early, staying, staying late, having those conversations in the hallways. It all plays into one thing, and we just want to be one of those resources and hopefully uh, just be able to be leaned on by these locals that maybe need it. Um, since then, again, I w um, I've been appointed, thanks to President Murray, his predecessor in the International, a state political training academy instructor. Um, so I've went out to six other states, Connecticut, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, Kentucky, Ohio, and taught a two-day kind of um, right-in-your-face version of the International Political Training Academy. So I've been able to do that a few times now, and every time I go and do that, I learn something from these brothers and sisters at these states and how they're doing things. So now we're able to take that back, and hopefully we can utilize that here. Um, so that's, that's kind of it. I'm very, very excited um, about this opportunity, very thankful for this opportunity that President Murray has trusted me to take on this role. Um, it's, been a, it's been an absolute honor to, um, to be able to act um, in, in this role a, a little bit with these other projects that we've been working on for a while. I know President Murray has had this idea and this thought, and we've talked about it for, for a couple years now, um, and I, I see the need for it. I see the benefit for it. 
these, this pack, this doubling the pack project is going to be a huge benefit for us. Um, going, I've been coming to these, these events, these fundraisers for, for several years now in many different roles and talking to these legislators and hearing them and seeing them in the halls while the, the General Assembly is in session, I, there's no way there's another group, another, definitely not another union, another lobbying group out there that has the relationships and has the reputation that we do as firefighters under the leadership of President Murray and his predecessor and his predecessor before that with Tommy Miller. Um, now imagine if we can do that with, um, with double what we have in our PAC fund. I think it's going to be a great thing, and I'm very thankful for this opportunity. So how is this role as political director going to help the PFFUI uh, address the scope of the efforts with the overall doubling the PAC project? I would say that, that it provides, first of all, it provides focus. Um, our organization you know, really is very active in a lot of different fronts. And this is just one element, um, the political action side. But we're doing a lot of activities. By bringing a focus to this and identifying somebody who uh, is going to, uh, um, you know, carry out uh, the operation on the political side, I think it just makes it for, for uh, sets us up for the ability to be more, um, uh, to, to see more gains and, and to have that translate. Cody mentioned couple of things too that this is not just you know in a vacuum or isolated this is you know through his experience and you know we learn by watching seeing doing and 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 you know our operation on the state level is really connecting all 85 locals um, there is not one single problem that you know is somebody has uh, have to be out on their own this is a collective so uh, we've learned from others you know we've learned from the the, the Muncie uh, years of, of uh, you know, a, a, uh, a mayor that was not willing to make public safety a priority and Vice President Whited's interaction there. We take bits and pieces. You know, we've learned from the Indianapolis experience. We've learned from the Northwest Indiana experience. But we've had also leaders throughout our locals come up over the years and say, PAC is important. We have a lot of places that are 100% uh, in their membership contributing voluntarily to the PAC. So I think through focus and really taking some time to uh, draw a concise plan and then execute that plan statewide um, makes us better for us. And I think that, that having a point person uh, in this area will really help. And, and not only just for the state uh, PAC program, but also to help, and, and that's what we do. We help locals be successful in, in all areas, whether it's contract negotiation or this, in this space, of helping to build their political program where they don't have one, but also enhance their political program in a way where, where they do. Maybe it's a little stale. Um, so I think we can be more um, uh, focused and also... Um, uh, bring some resources to the table that maybe we have not been able to in the past. And this question is for the both of you. So within this role, is there a link to the political director to assist locals in the upcoming municipal election cycles? Yeah, I'll kind of put this off to Cody, but we're at this point, yeah, I think that we've even got some plans this summer to go into where there's already been activity uh, gearing up for the, for the, uh, uh, general election. Uh, we had a lot of locals in working on uh, primary campaigns, but 
this is a perfect time. If there's any sort of piece that's been built leading up to this, you know, we've got some we've got some time that where we can help those those folks. And Cody, I don't know what you what what you think about that. I mean, we've identified some pretty um, apparent races that that maybe locals will be needing some assistance, at least in advice or coordinating too. Absolutely. Uh, my hope is that it there is a link there to assistance. Um, one of the things that we do preach very heavily in our um, political training academy um, statewide is our resources, our time is our most valuable resource. So with already being summer, municipal elections are right around the corner. Um, as far as what we can do, um, we just need to, we need to know for sure what's going on with the locals. And that's something that President Murray and I have talked about. Let us know if you're planning on getting involved in your municipal elections this fall. Let us know. And that doesn't mean that there's, you know, abundance of resources out there that we can do in that short amount of time. But there's a lot of help that's available out there to you from the international, from us, from other locals around you. Maybe just guidance or questions that need asked. Maybe you need us to just come to a meeting and just talk about it. Talk about your different options, different resources that are available to you. I noticed um, after the primary election, some of the locals just within the second district after the fact, um, I noticed that we're involved in the primary election or had family members running for office, and we, we didn't know about it. If we, maybe if we knew about it, we could, have, we could have provided a resource or got the international involved. Um, so just being able to be there and give assistance if we can, um, but time is of the essence, obviously, but that is the goal moving forward is that we can be assistance to locals that, that need it. And even if there's not a direct opportunity or maybe a, a local's not ready for this upcoming fall election. The one thing that we know is that there's always a next election. So uh, using that time in the next four years in the municipals and in the you know county races where there are uh, fire protection districts, you know maybe fire territories, township fire departments, using those four-year cycles to build your program and to get ready is also something that we have advantage. So this is sort of long-term as well. And also something to keep in mind um, we're already working on next year, 2024, where, you know, from the, the, the state perspective, we've got 25 Senate seats uh, that are up for election and all 100 uh, state house seats are up for re-election. So we're already working in that towards next year. And just a little anecdotal thing, uh, in last year's um, general election, the PFFUI PAC was involved in 67 uh, House and Senate races, and we were successful in 65 of them, meaning our endorsed candidates returned to the State House or were elected to go to the State House. So, yeah. Absolutely. As we talk about resources that will be made available to locals, why don't we talk about Spring 2024 and the PFFUI Training Academy and the Communications Training Academy? So, Cody's our, uh, you know, our, our, we, we send uh, Cody with a great amount of support to help tell the Indiana story uh, in that appointed position through the IFF to be one of those instructors in the political training academy cadre that the IFF does. And he does a great job uh, communicating that message, bringing the sort of Hoosier experience to the states that he visits. And he's talking to, you know, union leaders, local union leaders in those states. Um, we have uh, submitted... 
uh, our request for uh, an IFF State Political Training Academy for 2024. Uh, so we are planning that now for the spring. Uh, we were one of the first states to actually host uh, this, at the time, new program about four years ago uh, into Indiana. So in, we're looking at March timeframe, and this would be uh, something that the IFF would come in and deliver. We, in, we anticipate that Cody would be one of the instructors as well, and a team up with some others, uh, uh, members of that instructor cadre, uh, to teach, you know, from the playbook that, that Cody and I really both learn from the same playbook, to teach that playbook to others and to get people ready for that. And it, it would be a two-day program. Um, and alongside of that, um, anecdotally, you know, uh, as our communications director, Eric, you're going to be heavily involved in this, we're going to run uh, a PFFUI communications training academy alongside of that with the, uh, the, at the same time as the political training academy for a different group of, of students. But actually, the interesting thing is uh, communicating our message of what our members do uh, goes hand in hand with uh, political action when it comes to around to the election season and, you know, having those conversations with elected leaders. So look for that spring, March time frame, 2024. Wonderful. Mark your calendars now. <laughs> do it. And we will also, we'll make sure that, that – uh, um, we're going to be communicating with local presidents to, to say, you know, who in your local uh, takes care of this or would you like to take care of this? Maybe it's the local president. Some places, maybe it's not. Maybe it's somebody else that's going to focus on, you know, there's just their grassroots political action committee um, and what that looks like. Um, I think, you know, Cody's been teaching. I don't know if you want to sort of give a preview of what a day looks like in the political training academy. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so the program itself, so I think we were actually the first five years ago, 2019, to the host the state PTA. You're uh, right. I didn't want to boast. I, think, I did not want to boast. I think we were the first. Okay. Boast about okay it. Boast it. You said it, so okay. <laughs> it's boast okay. About it. He's right. So we were the first. Um, so we're five years later now. The program has just um, been redeveloped. So I think the next, I think um, Arkansas, another another southern state maybe is getting the, the brand new program first. So we're going to kind of be up at the front of that as well. So did you have a hand in that? We in, did. In yeah, the, they, um, Brother Blue, um, Chris Bartley, um, former Kentucky Secretary Treasurer, now he's out in D.C. the IFF Political Department. Um, so he's kind of over all of us instructors. I think there's only ten or twelve of us left now. But they sent out any suggestions that we had or any thoughts that we had on the current program, the way it's it's it was made up, and then they went through the Education Department and they've kind of revamped it. Uh, a lot of the modules are, are the same, maybe just a, a few things taken out, a few things added here and there, but there is more of a focus, again, back on building relationships and attending these meetings and things like that that was kind of, a, um, kind of an oversight. I don't want to say an oversight, but kind of just a thing that they assume that we, we are doing already. Well, now that we're getting down and we're breaking it down into these states, um, they want to really focus on that and really drive that home on building the relationships and getting that started before you move into actual running campaigns. So the previous PTA, both international and state, was all about running campaigns, running successful campaigns either for a candidate or yourself. Now we're going to talk about, well, what can we do before that or after that um, instead of having to go all in like we did in 2015 and what Muncie did, like Kokomo did, things like that. How can we avoid that or how can we build those relationships to where we don't have to utilize all those resources and man hours and, and dollars 
let's build those relationships. Let's get that political ground game started first, and then we'll focus on a campaign later on down the line. So I'm excited about it. Um, we haven't even seen the new program yet as instructors. Um, so um, I think it's going to be great. I think it's gonna, we're going to get a lot out of it. And we're, I'm excited to, to see who, um, who gets selected um, and who, who wants to come and learn. It is a, it is a pretty grueling two days. Um, a lot of our things, you know, you're, you're coming in the morning, you have lunch, and then there's something. This is, this is 8 a.m. start time and 5 p.m. end time in the evening for, for two full days. So um, it's, it's not your normal um, educational seminar it's, uh, it is kind of grueling, but it's well worth it, in my it, It's opinion. pretty comprehensive, and I think really um, for those that, that are listening and maybe thinking about either themselves maybe attending this because it's a, it's a good fit for them or somebody that they know in the firehouse, whatever, um, it, it is comprehensive, but it also, um, I think it's very intentionally done um, that uh, this is sort of a plug-and-play for what you need, um, and is not necessarily, it's designed purposefully for not a one-size-fits-all, but you can take components of that. And I guess what I'm suggesting is members and locals should not be intimidated by, well, we're not a very big local, or, you know, we don't, you know, whatever it is. This is sort of customizable. You learn the playbook, and then you apply the plays, whichever ones, uh, in your own community where it fits and makes sense. So I just want to say, because a lot of times you go, oh, God, you know, there's a scope of stuff here that maybe is 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 very broad ranging, right? Um, so it shouldn't scare off, uh, you know, locals. Not. So this is built for locals of all size, Absolutely. all political stripes. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, it, it, the, the interesting thing about politics is uh, everybody's politics is a little bit different uh, depending on where you go, uh, but the approach is generally the same. Uh, and uh, one thing is for sure. Uh, Politics is a full contact sport in the case of a campaign. Uh, so just keep that in mind too. 100%. All right, so be on the lookout for dates and location for the Spring Communications Training Academy and Political Training Academy uh, hosted by the PFFUI. Yeah. And I would also say be on the lookout. Uh, we're going to be around in union meetings around the state talking about doubling the PAC project and how people can get involved in that. All right. And before we get out of here, uh, we have an event coming up this summer on September 7th here in Indianapolis. We have a educational session along with our annual Fallen Firefighters Remembrance Ceremony. Uh, Tony, do you have any more information on that upcoming event? The workshop is scheduled for late morning through uh, late afternoon, uh, and then we'll break and do the uh, Fallen Firefighter Annual Remembrance Ceremony. Well, we'll be adding uh, our line of duty uh, death to the memorial and holding a, um, a short ceremony to commemorate that uh, memory of those uh, of everybody that's on that wall. But this year's topic uh, for this fall workshop um, is all about merit systems. As we've talked about on this podcast before, we had a uh, legislative... Um, victory in that uh, it's easier now for uh, fire departments, territories, and districts to um, have a merit system if they don't already have one. So we're going to be bringing in some experts um, to talk about uh, the existing law and now the changes uh, that are affecting this law on merit systems. So it's going to be a pretty detailed analysis of 
um, what the law means and how it's going to be applied um, in in the, the the next year or two, uh, and how what locals need to know. Great. Well, mark those calendars again for September seventh here in. Indianapolis and be on the lookout for more information. Before we wrap, I just want to say thanks. Thanks to Eric. Um, this is always, I, I get a lot of feedback and just last night, um, a couple of members uh, in the course of an evening uh, mentioned the podcast and uh, even on my way here, um, I had some, uh, another mention. So people are listening, I, I think, and I hope there's a value to it. So thanks for uh, the work that you do to, to put this together. Thanks Cody for being here. And, um, I think that uh, I know I'm excited about what the future has in store for uh, the PFFUI as, and, and our local locals around the state as it applies to uh, enhancing our political action program. So I'm excited. I'm glad that, uh, that you agreed to sign on to this. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. And thank you, brother, for, for all the work that you do as communications director. Do a fine job. Oh, well, it's very nice of both of you to say thank you very much. Um, I would say that the good work that our members do across the state of Indiana, as well as you, President Murray, and you, DVP Lever, uh, really make my job easy. Uh, promoting the good work that our professional firefighters, paramedics, and 911 telecommunicators do every day really make my job easy. So thank you all. And we will see you next month, and we will see you out on the road somewhere probably. So take care. Can and actually see them on the podcast. Well, I mean, it's a they tough call, us. right? Yeah. I mean, us. well, they just hear us. Oh, they hear. Okay. And they know what we look like. So, yeah. I mean, I assume that they are painting some sort of mental picture in their head right now. I hope it's a good one. Me too. All right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And we will uh, talk to you guys next month. Thank you for listening to the PFFUI podcast. Follow us on social media by searching the professional firefighters union of Indiana. For more information about news and upcoming events, visit www.pffui.com. Until next time, this is PFFUI Communications Director Eric Schoib. Stay safe.